Yo, 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 what up, what up, what up, what up, what up? It's your host, Addison, man. Welcome to episode 80 of From the Jump, man. We are live. And when I be saying, like, we're live in the beautiful FTG, I really be meaning that. Like, we real live in the studio right now, real live, overlooking the city of Las Vegas right now. See the cars passing by, right in front of the team. Like, we literally, we literally are literally live in Las Vegas. So when I be saying that, I don't be capping. I don't be acting like I really be literally be saying it because this is literally where we are right now. But it's grateful to be. I'm like, I'm sorry. Let me slow down. It's great to be with you today. We got a lot to talk about today. A lot is happening. Ezekiel Elliott is is just breaking news. They're saying that he didn't hop on the optional plane. Now, again, it is optional. But of course, this says a lot. It says a whole lot. Again, they have till Friday to report. And of course, if he doesn't report Friday, then that's when it becomes wildfire. And as I said two podcasts ago, and of course, I don't want to take it here, you know, and bring the energy this early, but I got to say it and it got to be real. As I said, that either the Cowboys are going to have to talk that bag or they're going to have to talk trade. It's one of the two. And as I said, when that story initially came out, that was the honest truth. At the end of the day, Ezekiel Elliott didn't put that story out for no reason. He put it out because he wanted it to be out. He realized I got two years left of my deal. And ultimately, I don't want to wait till the last year. And then they franchise tag me. Then I'm stuck three more seasons. So again, I'm not going to make a big deal out of him not boarding. The, but this is breaking news. This is on you know, NFL Network right now. So this is breaking news happening. But again, this the, the story that got out, is, is it, it made it loud and clear for the Cowboys. And again, today should be a loud and clear message. Okay, Zeke, let's, let's get it going. Let's get the trade talks going. I'm sorry, not trade talk. Let's get the contract talks going. I think if they get the contract talks going, I think if, they, if, if that's what the case is, I think he'll be at camp. But him not boarding the flight today, and again, you know, the Dallas Cowboys set to, I believe, start camp tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but starting off today's show, talking about Odell Beckham Jr., and as we all know, he's been in the, the headlines as of late, came out with a GQ article. Now, of course, training camp started today, so a lot of guys were in a lot of different places. Um, and of course, Odell Beckham Jr. was at Brown's camp today. Had a couple of catches uh, I saw on the Instagram and the tweets, but... Before we get into the GQ article, because I, I thought that it was a very interesting read, and if you like, I said if you haven't read it, definitely will tell you to go check it out. But the the, the narrative us as media members can create with NFL players and, and athletes just in general can be good or bad, depending on their success on and off the court. You know how they ultimately do you know, that kind of thing. But see, with Odell Beckham Jr., I believe in, in since he's been in the NFL has been solid, and I don't care how many Instagram tweets. He posts, he is not over this trade from New York. Now, again, we'll find out this season in Cleveland, depending on their success. We'll find out a lot. But I think all of us can agree that Odell Beckham Jr. is a top three wide receiver in his league. Catches, receiving yards, and ultimately just sheer talent. But with that being said, I think the Giants actually did Odell Beckham Jr. a skinny. Clearly, if you didn't pay attention last year, the 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 New York Giants were handing the franchise over to Saquon Barkley. Now, of course, disregard the Giants' record last season, disregard Eli Manning's bad last season, mixed with offensive line play and, of course, defensive inconsistencies. But if you just go back and look at the NFL jersey sales from last season, of course, Tom Brady led the way. You know who came in at third? Saquon Barkley. You know who was the rookie of the year last year? Saquon Barkley. You know who made the Pro Bowl last season? Saquon Barkley. And whether or not you agree with it or not, running backs actually have more impact 
on the total outcome of the game than a wide receiver actually does. Playing a position briefly, it actually taught me that wide receivers were actually on an island. And oh yeah, by the way, the quarterback actually has to throw you the ball for you to even have an impact on the game. With that being said, Odell Beckham Jr. now being with the Cleveland Browns is going to have a great opportunity to showcase his talent once again. They'll be in the AFC North. So, again, there are going to be a lot of defenses that they have to face two times a year. They're going to have to face Baltimore at Baltimore. They're going to have to go at Pittsburgh. Is Odell Beckham ready for that? And it gets cold in Cleveland. Was it October, September? October. When does it get cold in Cleveland? Because please believe there will be a lot of eyeballs on this Cleveland Browns team. And people forget the Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson, they won the division last year. They won the AFC North. Remember, it was Pittsburgh's division to lose last season, and they lost it to the Baltimore Ravens. So, again, everybody can hype up the Cleveland Browns. We can, we can pump them up, and we can say that they're – but look, you got to go through the Baltimore Ravens, and you ultimately got to go through the Pittsburgh Steelers. And if you ask me, as it stands right now, you still got to go through the Cincinnati Beagles to prove that y'all are the elite team in the AFC North. And this is a tough division. But after reading Odell Beckham GQ article, just switching gears here for a second, after reading his article, it was very introspective. And if you haven't read it, I definitely would tell you to go read it. But talked about a bevy of topics, talked about his sexual orientation, which to kind of summarize, he says, hey, look, man, I, I don't have a problem with anybody else and what they do. But the women I date and who I deal with, that kind of thing, we will never know in the public as media, of course, as even as Instagram, all that. We will just will never know. He kind of keeps that stuff Private. He also talks about retirement. He also said that he was mulling it simply because the fun of the game was no longer fun anymore. He was realizing that it was becoming a business. And that kind of turns you off because, of course, as Drake says, once I have stop having fun with it, I'll be done with it. So it's kind of that kind of feeling, if you will. It's almost like, well, once you stop having fun or once it no longer brings joy to you and it becomes work or it becomes a chore, then that's when they tell you ultimately to switch and or to quit, if you will. But as I said, Odell Beckham Jr. this season with the Cleveland Browns is going to be an interesting one. All eyeballs will be on the Cleveland Browns and the AFC North. But I'm telling you this straight up, and I'm telling you this right now. By week eight and week nine, if Odell Beckham Jr. don't have them touches, I guarantee you it'll be a grease fire in Cleveland. Number one draft pick Zion Williamson has just recently signed the richest shoe deal ever for a rookie. Now, of course, the Jordan brand has announced that the number one pick Zion Williamson We'll sign a five-year, $75 million deal with the Jordan brand to ultimately make him or make his uh, annual shoe deal the richest in NBA history. Now, of course, Zion Williamson spoke out about uh, signing with Jordan. He said, I feel incredibly blessed to be a part of the Jordan brand family. He said, since I was a kid, I had dreams of making it to the league and having the type of impact on the game Michael Jordan had and continues to have today. He was one of those special athletes that I look up to, and I can't really express how happy and excited I am for this journey. Now, of course, the the, the main guys at this moment for Jordan would be Russell Westbrook. And I believe that Zion Williamson signing with the Jordan brand at this moment. Now, of course, a lot of people are going to say, oh, well, it's Nike, so it's all the same thing. Technically, it's not as far as branding and as far as marketing. Jordan has always really just been separate that air jordan with tongue out legs cocked has had it's been its own logo aside from nike now ever really since i can ever remember 
Every single Saturday, a Nike Air Jordan has been released. Whether that is the 1, the 2, the 5, the 8, the 16, the 32, the 64, the AAU Team Jordan. He got the casual Jordan. Every single Saturday, a Jordan has been released. And every single Saturday, people get in line for those Air Jordan shoes. It never fails. You go to your local mall this Saturday in the morning, you will see people lined up outside of sneaker stores to get their hands on a pair of Air Jordans. Now, with that being said, Jordan can completely remarket itself at this point because now we're entering that 2019, 2020, we're entering that future age where they can be creative now. Now they have an athlete that they've been pumping up that's supposed to be the next LeBron. So we're going to put a lot of stock into him. We're going to push everything we got into this one player. And, you know, we'll see what Zion does. But the way it's looking right now, they're making it hard for my brother. They're making it real hard for him. But as far as marketing, but as far as branding goes, there's no bigger brand than the Jordan brand. There's no bigger brand than the Jordan brand. He could have signed with Adidas, but nah. Adidas, you got to be a different, you got to be quirky, you kind of got to be eccentric for Adidas. Nike, of course, at the end of the day, the, the, the top athletes, LeBron, Kevin Durant, Paul George, Kyrie Irving, they're, they're crowded. You look on that Jordan brand side as it stands right now, there isn't really a, a marquee athlete for Jordan. I mean, we could say Russell Westbrook, but kids aren't buying Russell Westbrook shoes. Kids aren't buying Carmelo Anthony shoes when even when they were on the market. Kids weren't buying Chris Paul's shoes. Blake Griffin, they tried it. They weren't buying his shoes. Kawhi Leonard, I think, like I said, I don't even I didn't even know he was signed to Jordan. Outside of that, like outside of Michael Jordan himself and the same shoe basically being sold every Saturday with a different colorway. What other athlete right now on Jordan brand can you think of that you can be like, ah, him? They can't. I mean, they try to spice it up with the football. Of course, they spice it up with the college football now. They, you know, Oklahoma, most recently, Kyler Murray was was kind of they were pushing it. But outside of that, they don't have an athlete right now. So Zion Williamson actually made the best business decision for himself because he realized, like I said, Nike was already crowded. You're never gonna be bigger than LeBron. You're never gonna be bigger than Kevin Durant. You're never gonna be bigger than right now Kyrie Irving. And the different stuff that they're... you never be bigger than those guys. You'll always be four-fifths. And then they got Serena Williams. And then they got Tiger Woods. So they have a bevy of athletes already ahead of you. And if you're Zion, you're looking at Jordan like Chris Paul, old Russell Westbrook. He's a father of three, four kids. So at this point, he's getting old at that point in his career. I'm the fresh face. And outside of Michael Jordan himself, there is no other athlete right now that is selling merchandise on his brand. So they can do what they want to with Zion Williamson. So again, by him signing this deal, I think it's, a, it's, a, it's the best deal possible. Because as I said, if he'd have signed with Reebok or if he'd have signed with Adidas, he'd have been lost in the shuffle. And at the end of the day, like I said, as far as shoes goes, because we've seen him get blown out in them Nike shoes, he realized, I got to sign with the best shoes possible. And that's Air Jordan. That's just the bottom line. On today's edition of the wrap-up, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George were introduced as new Los Angeles Clippers to, of course, the L.A. media, but also to the rest of the NBA community. 
And there was a lot of different comments and sound clips that came about at this press conference. Steve Ballmer was fired up. Doc Rivers, you know, has another chance to do this championship run again. And ultimately, Paul George got new life because he's apparently a Clippers fan, which I'm so thrown off by Paul George. But again, we'll get into Paul George here in a second. But starting off with Kawhi Leonard, y'all take a listen to a few of Kawhi Leonard's sound clips from the press conference. After hearing those clips from Kawhi Leonard, I think we all can agree that Kawhi Leonard isn't this boring, robotic guy that doesn't talk and only cares about basketball. No, he clearly has a life. He clearly has children. And I think all of that had a major factor in his decision to ultimately move to the Clippers. See, what we forget and what we what we fail to realize was Kawhi Leonard told you from the very beginning that he wanted to be in L.A. Now, of course, preferably... He wanted to be a Los Angeles Laker. And I don't even think that they said that he had an issue with playing with LeBron. But I believe it was how the Lakers ultimately handled the situation, handled, I'm sorry, the situation in regards to Kawhi Leonard's free agency. Whether not it was Magic Johnson leaking stuff to the media or Genie, but it was a lot going on. Secondly, and most importantly, Kawhi Leonard probably looked at that team and said, you gave up everything going forward for one player. And that ain't the player that I ultimately wanted. So in this situation, the Clippers had the ultimate leverage because of the fact that they had the players and they had the draft picks to trade. They were able to ultimately make the trade for Paul George. Well, shouts out to Paul George. Because I had no idea, for one, that he was a Clippers fan. Two, that ultimately Paul George had this much NBA power. Remember, Paul George said a couple years back that he, he wanted to play for the Lakers. Remember that? That was the reason why he ultimately wanted out of Indiana. So then they traded him to Oklahoma City. And then we thought, okay, he was going to play the one year with the Russ. And then he was going to leave. And then his free agency decision, his little My Journey on ESPN, he talked about how he wanted to stay in Oklahoma City and he wanted to build something with Westbrook. And then the following year, we see him on the podium talking about he wants to build something with Kawhi. So for me... I kind of questioned Paul George right then and there. Like, well, what type of time Paul George on? I know he won a championship ring. He probably saw how Kawhi was able to get one. KD got one. Steph got three. LeBron's got a couple. He probably looking like, I want a ring. And this was his best possible option outside of playing with LeBron James, and that is Kawhi Leonard. And they're going to be a hell of a pair because, like I said, they're going to play both sides of the basketball along with Patrick Beverly and along with Lou Will and Montrez Harrell and Landry Shamet. And you know Doc Rivers going to coach him up. So as I said, the Los Angeles Clippers won free agency. Shout out to the Clippers. But they only got him for two years because that three-year deal that he signed worth $103 million is only a two-year deal with the player option after the third year. And you know Kawhi Leonard has made it very clear that he's a businessman. And he does not belong to any specific team. <laughs> he showed us that this year with the Toronto Raptors, how he just won the championship and just dipped, or as he calls it, Kawhi and dine. So as I said, we talked about a lot on today's show. We are streaming now on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. 
It's your boy, episode 80 of From the Jump. We out.